can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. Okay, hello. I'm trying this again. I'm trying this again. This is a really weird feeling for me. I'm Andrea, by the way. This is the Talking Pools podcast. And the reason I'm having such a hard time starting this, I've had to re- like start this recording oh, like a bunch of times. Rudy's not here. So this is a little strange. Usually he does all of the work and I just show up, you know, and get weird looks from him when I say something that confuses him. So yeah, Rudy's not feeling well, but he's going to be okay. He's going to be back next week and he's actually already back on social media, but it's okay, whatever. So yeah, this has been kind of... um, kind of a busy week for me. I'm no longer doing my big pool. If you guys have heard me talk about my my 65,000 gallon pool, the one with all the water features and I Yeah, so anyway, I'm not going to be doing that pool anymore. They decided that they were going to go with an in-house pool cleaning service. They have some guys on golf carts with hammerhead one has a hammerhead and one has a riptide uh and they they they're gonna do the job from now on which is fine i'm fine with that you know i like doing that pool but there's also stuff that i'm glad that i don't have to do anymore certain property manager i don't have to deal with anymore anyway so instead of doing that pool i have been I took over a route for somebody who just wasn't, I mean, I I really don't know what they were doing. I'm just, there's just a lot of green pools. Let me just put it that way. There's, you know, the green pools speak for themselves. And I, I don't mean, I don't mean just like some of them had a little bit of algae. Some of them were swamps. So it's been like a couple of weeks I've been dealing with turning around all these pools, which I actually love doing. It's it's fun for me. It's super satisfying. And I have just a little bit of a process that I'll go through in a second. That's kind of a little bit of what I wanted to talk about. So let me get to my notes here. 
I just wanted to kind of go through a quick little checklist. I'm not going to sit and, you know, talk all night about how to treat algae because, you know, a lot of people know. I know a lot of you already know. Some of you might not know, and that's okay. Maybe this will help you. If you do already know, you know, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) So what I, and I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to kind of go through what I would do and basically what I've learned, like kind of some, some ways to hopefully speed things up, you know, and these are all, this is everything that I, that I'm going to talk about is, you know, CPO and not like, not like it's standard, it's standard knowledge. It's nothing crazy. It's not, I'm not going to like, you know, bring anything new to the table, I'm sure. But summer's here. It's getting hot. It's rainy season here in South Florida where I am. You know, you could be walking up to a green pool for some reason, aside from the reason that I've been dealing with them. So I just wanted to kind of go through like I said, a, a, a checklist, kind of my process. And, you know, feel free to let me know, talkingpools at gmail.com. Feel free to let me know if you have a different way of doing it. If you th- hear something that I've missed, I'm sure if I say something wrong, I'm sure I'll get corrected. But so, yeah. So obviously, the first thing you're going to do is look at the pool, look at the algae, because sometimes if you're like me and you just walked up to this pool, you're not expecting it to be green. You are, you know, I guess you're not really sure what to expect, which is fair, but definitely for me, I was not expecting green pools the way that I, the way that I saw them. Look at what, look at what you're dealing with. You know, do you have, can you see the bottom? Is the water clear? Is it a swamp? Like, how bad are we talking about? Because then you're going to know basically how much chemical you're going to need. Do I have that amount on my truck? Can I even deal with this today? There's a lot of things that go through my head. (laughs) I like to know the type of algae. I think me and Rudy have talked about this in a couple of episodes so that I just so that I know what I'm dealing with. And I don't get super specific about like, you know, is it mustard algae? Is it green algae? Is it yellow algae? Basically, I'm like, is it green, yellow type mustard algae? Is it something that is stuck to the floor that's not going to brush away easily? Or is it black algae? Those are the kind of three basic things that I look at first. And this is, like I said, again, this is not something, this is not like a detailed visit where, you know, you have time to assess everything and go through, you know, detailed identification or whatever. This is just like you walk up to a pool, you've got to fix it. Basically, why aren't these customers complaining? You know, someone's coming home, something like that. You've just got to fix it. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about why it's there later or why it happened, I should say later. So I base my choice of chlorine on what type of algae it is. 
And again, like I said, I don't get super detailed, but if I have black algae, for example, or if I have that stubborn type of mustard algae that almost looks like an iron stain, I'm going to use something like trichlor. Me, I'm going to use trichlor. I mean, you could use calhypo. That's totally fine. Something like liquid, however, liquid chlorine, sodium hypochlorite, that's that's not going to be strong enough. That's not going to do it. It's going to kill. It's going to take care of anything that's green in the water, obviously. But for something that's like, like I said, like a mustard algae that's in there or or the black algae, you want something that's going to sit on top of it. Now, if the pool is super not clear, <laughs> if you cannot see through the pool at all, if it's one of these swamp situations where I guess maybe the homeowner's been gone for a couple of weeks and this guy and whatever happens, who knows? Like I said, sorry. I don't recommend blind vacuuming or even blind brushing because you don't know how much is in there. You could potentially damage your vacuum system. You could clog something up if you decide to use a system vacuum, if you don't have a hammerhead or riptide. And I don't like brushing blind either just because you're going to, it's just going to take longer to, to clear up the water. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying my personal choice when I'm dealing with this, it has always worked out for me that I don't, I don't really brush if I can't see to the bottom, at least not at first, not the first visit. Then I go around and I empty the skimmer baskets and I net off the surface of the water. Then I'm going to go over to the equipment and then I just give everything like a visual check, you know, check for leaks, check for air bubbles in the pump, things like that. I will empty the pump basket if it if it needs it, which usually it does. Sometimes priming these pumps can be a pain after if especially if they've sat closed for a while, no one's opened them. I also like to open any suction points that available that I can that aren't already open, so as long as I have enough water to run the skimmer. And if the skimmer is closed, I'm going to open that. If I'm going to use the cleaner, again, the same thing. It's the same thing if I'm brushing or vacuuming. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run the cleaner if I can't see into the pool. I'm just going to leave it alone for now. If I can see, I'll go ahead and run the cleaner. It depends on how bad I really want the cleaner to run if I like if I open the main drain or if I only let the cleaner and the skimmer run. I usually like to let the cleaner run because then it's kind of like a mobile main drain, right? So if I decide to use the cleaner, I'll usually close the drain. That way they also don't get stuck on each other. So after I opened all the suction points, I close any water features that might be running deck jets, any sheer descents, anything that's going to cause turbulence in the water and that's going to and that's going to cause you to battle the pH. Just makes it easier. Again, it's going to make things go a lot faster. Then I run the pump or uh 24 hours, so, you know, whatever whatever kind of timer that there is if you need to change the programming, sometimes you need to do that. 
just do it while you're back there at the at the pump so you don't have to walk back over there. You want to save time. You've probably already done, you know, 16 of these pools, at least I <laughs> it feels like it. And you've probably got 10 more. So you're just trying to be as fast as you possibly can, as possibly you're trying to be as fast as you possibly can, you know, while still getting the most out of this, we'll call it an algae treatment. And as far as the filter goes, I do not like to open the filter on this first visit because like I just said a second ago, I'm already surprised that there's algae in the pool. I don't, I'm sure the filter is going to be nasty, right? Like we all know, like it's not going to be clean. It's not going to, nobody just cleaned it last week. Okay. So I don't, I don't worry about the, I don't even open it. I don't worry about it. Another reason I don't open it is because especially if I've never been to this pool before, it could be one of those filters that's going to take you a half an hour to get back together. You know, the threads aren't, the threads are bad. You know, it's cross threaded or the center rod comes out of the Haywards or the O-ring split on you or it's dry rotted or stretched out, God forbid. So I don't like to open the filters on this first visit because then at least I know that if I have to come back, I can plan for struggling with this filter possibly. Another reason I don't open the filter is because if I'm going to nuke this pool, and I mean nuke, like I'm talking like if you sufficiently chlorinate this, it's going to make cleaning the filter a whole lot easier the next day. Spraying it out is going to go a lot faster. It's probably not going to have the situation where the stuff is caked in there. Well, not caked in there, but stuck on there to where even the high pressure nozzle doesn't take care of it. Letting the pool run 24 hours with like a 30 part per million of chlorine in there, it's going to, it's going to take care of the stuff that's in there. It's going to unstick. It's going to unstick the stuff. All right. I promise you. Now, if you haven't already done a chemical check, you can't, you know, do it at this point. You're probably not going to see a chlorine level. I have come across situations where there's a very faint level, very faint pink color. 99% of the time there's zero chlorine. So you already know you're going to have to add that. As far as the pH goes, sometimes I've walked up, you know, I've, I've, looked at the pool and gone, oh, this has probably got a super high pH. And no, it's not a super high pH. It's actually at like a 7.4. But the alkalinity is at a 20 or 30 because someone's been rub- running this pool on tabs. So check the pH, check the alkalinity. And then, like I just said, sometimes you run into tab pools. If you know it to be a tab pool, check the stabilizer. If you're not really sure or, you know, whatever, usually I don't check the stabilizer until the next day. If it doesn't not, if it does not have stabilizer, I will not add it either until the chlorine has done its job. I'm adding so much chlorine that I'm not going to worry about it, about the UV light. You know, I'm not going to worry about the degradation. I'm going to come back the next day. It's still going to have 
somewhat of a chlorine level. Well, you sometimes, oh my gosh, every, see, every pool is different. You have surprises every time. It's not always the same, but for the most part, you're, you're still going to have a chlorine level, especially if you've put enough in to where it's going to oxidize everything. So that's why I don't usually worry about the stabilizer level until the next day, unless I see evidence that this pool is like definitely a tab pool. Phosphates. It's a whole other episode, but I'm just going to touch on it real quick. And, you know, like I said, feel free to email me if you want, you know, you can, we can talk about it. I don't check for phosphates. Also, same thing as, as stabilizer. I don't check for phosphates until the next day. Why? Because you will have a false phosphate reading with algae present. So it's better to kill the algae and then check the phosphates. If you have a little bit of algae in the corners, you know, in the on the steps or whatever, just a little bit, you know, go ahead and test if you want to. I don't think that 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 small amount is going to make a, a big difference. But if you have like a green swamp pool where you can't see the bottom and you don't even want to vacuum, don't even worry about the phosphates. It's just going to take up time. And even if you tried to do a phosphate treatment while the pool you know, while the pool is in this state of having this bad algae, I feel like it's just going to prolong the process. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are disagreeing with me and say, no, you have to get rid of the phosphates. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what I do. All right. So if you don't like it, that's totally fine. Do it your way. But for those, you know, that no. <laughs> just kidding. But anyway, Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top notch hydraulic efficiency along with best in class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. 
Download on Google Play and the App Store. Oh, and if you're going to test for the phosphates, I think I said this in the last episode, or maybe it was the one before, check the source water before you decide whether or not you're going to do a phosphate treatment. It's just going to make your life so much easier. So now back to the chlorine. Usually for me, and by usually my, I mean all, all the time, I will choose between either liquid chlorine or trichlor or both. So I will either use enough chlorine to, like I said, or I'm sorry, use enough liquid chlorine to get the chlorine, to get the free chlorine level super high. Or I will use a lot of trichlor, granular trichlor. And for the trichlor, I take the orange scoop and I sprinkle it very lightly broadcast over the areas where I need it to be treated. And I will use a lot. You do need a lot of it. Like I'm not saying, you know, you only need a little tiny bit. No, you're going to need a lot. You're going to need a couple of tens of pounds, you know, possibly for each pool, depending on, depending on the algae, depending on what you're seeing. If it is a green swamp, 10 pounds, no less, no less. If you have just algae in the corners, if you have black algae, black algae, especially, you just want the trichlor to get on the algae. You don't need to broadcast it through the entire pool unless you have it up on the walls And then you're going to want that chlorine level to be like, I don't know, 30, 40. You're going to need it high. That's a whole other treatment, though. I'm getting a little getting a little uh, distracted here (laughs) without my co-host to rein me back in. So anyway, liquid chlorine and trichlor are my choices. Obviously, you know, use Cal Hypo. It's fantastic. I have used it before. The only thing that I prefer that I like trichlor better is the lower pH. I prefer that to the higher pH of Calhypo, but that's fine. You know, I understand pools are different. There's different, different needs, you know, pools, different pools have different restrictions and different problems. That's totally fine. When I use liquid chlorine, I'm going to add acid as well, as long as the total alkalinity is high enough to where if I add acid, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do any damage to any heaters or any fixtures or any metal or anything like that. I usually don't add bicarb. I usually don't worry about raising the alkalinity unless, again, like I said, unless it's super low. If it's at a normal level, I will add an, an appropriate amount of acid. If it's super high, I'm going with a full jug. So half a jug if it's, and I'm talking, you know, normal size pools here. I'm Obviously, we all know bigger pool, bigger dosage. You can use things, you can use algicides. Obviously, we like Blu-ray XL. You can use any other copper algicide you want. You can use a polyquat algicide. We love saying polyquats. I don't really like to use sodium bromide anymore. I used to love it and I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying for the way that I like to do it, 
it just kind of adds some steps and adds some kind some concerns. So I just me personally, I just like to go with, like I said, liquid trichlor acid, not liquid trichlor. Oh my god, liquid chlorine acid and trichlor. And if I'm using trichlor, I will not add acid because the trichlor is going to take care of that for me. And then if you use trichlor, you're going to want to make sure you check the alkalinity when you're done. Enzymes are great at this point and for the follow-up visit. It just makes things better. And I've gone over that a whole bunch of times, so I won't bore you again with this. We just all know that I love them. And then if you're going to do, like I said, phosphate treatment. Oh, I said that already. Phosphate treatment after killing the algae. Now your phosphate, oh my God. I'm looking at words and my mouth is trying to say words. And they're coming out funny. On your follow-up visit, this is when you clean the filter. This is when you're going to brush and vacuum if you didn't do it the first visit. If you did do it the first visit, it's probably going to need it again. I'm going to add more enzymes. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention too uh, about the returns in, in the pool. Now, if there's eyeballs or if they're the kind where you have to unscrew, you might need to go get some channel locks. Make sure these returns are pointed down because it's the same kind of principle as the water features. If they're pointed up, it's going to create turbulence and it's going to, you know, raise the pH. Also, it makes it hard to see in the water. And also, it's just bad for the circulation. So once you've put all those chemicals in there, you want them to circulate. And especially if the returns are have been, you know, if they're pointed up when you get there, point them down to circulate all the chemicals you just added and then now they're it's going to circulate the chemicals into those spots. Let's see. I said enzymes, enzymes. Then go ahead and reset the pump timer or the schedule, whatever you had to change. Put that back how it was. And also all the valves, put them all back how they were. If you had to close water features. If they need them back open, you know, you can open them back up. Same thing with anything with the suction. If you closed off the cleaner, if you had to close the skimmer, whatever you had to do, put it back the way you had it, unless it's going to make the pool better. And then you can leave it how you changed it. Because you were there to fix the problem and how it was, was part of the problem. So there you go. Um, I think that's pretty much, that was pretty much my episode. I mean, I had like this, this whole other list. I mean, I guess I could, let's see, what do I got? 25 minutes and it's going to squish down. Hold on. Let me pause. Oh, and I, I decided real quick, or I decided earlier that I would make like, kind of like a top, like a top 10, 10 things I hate about pools list. And this is just a joke. I don't actually hate pools, so nobody get mad at me. But since I had to cover all these pools that weren't mine or these um these other people's pools, as I like to call them, because, I mean, I am just not down. 
I am not down with <laughs> with OPP because here's why. Okay, so ten things I hate about pools. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make up another one for when Rudy comes back and I'll see if he agrees with me. So this is the other people pool other people's pools edition. I hate passing the house every fucking time because I don't I don't know where I am and I've never been there and I don't know the neighborhood and I don't know where to park. I hate that. I hate not knowing which side of the house to go to or where the equipment's at. I hate the valves and why they are positioned the way they are. I usually always change something and it costs me time and I shouldn't do that. I hate not knowing if there are dogs or not. And then when you walk in the yard and you see the dog toys or dog shit and you're like, shit, I left the gate open. Is there a dog door? Is this beast going to come at me from under the porch and chase me down through the town? I hate not knowing where I can go to the bathroom. Like, is there a Publix? Is there a baseball field? Is there a convenience store? I hate it. I hate inquisitive homeowners that want to come out and ask you who you are and where's the other guy and hey, I got a quick question about the pool and why does this do this? I hate it. I hate new gate guards that make you give them your ID even though you have the name of the company and a phone number on the side of your truck. I hate not knowing what the gate codes are. <clears throat> I hate padlocks. I hate hidden keys. And number nine, I hate wacky chemistry. I wasn't counting down and maybe I got a little distracted and kind of listed more than 10. Number nine is wacky chemistry. I hate showing up and having to fix chemistry. Actually, I like it. It's pretty satisfying, but it's just frustrating that the chemistry is whack in the first place. <coughs> Number 10, I hate surprise algae. You know, I don't, I mean, surprise algae, it's just not fun. If you know the algae's there and you can charge for it, that's fine. But if you wanted to, you know, have an easy day, it just got shit. Just got crap. So anyway, that was it. I think it was, I think that was 10. I have a couple of other things. I got a little discombobulated anyway, but... That was my that was my show by myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys learned something. If you didn't, please let me know. And if you liked it, please let me know. If you have things I can add to my list, let me know. Talkingpools at gmail.com is the email address. And I'm working on a website. So I was going I was going to announce it today, but I think I'm going to work on it for another week. But that being said, if you guys have something that you want to see on the website, please let me know because it's a little bit uh, hard. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm not struggling. It's a little hard to figure it out. So let me know what you guys want to see. <clears throat> I can do like show notes. I can do like a photo section, um, stuff like that. I can do pretty much whatever you guys want to see. So let me know. Go check out all of our other shows. Listen to Heather, listen to Wayne, listen to Peter and Shane, listen to Kelly and Dan. And 
yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So listen next week, Rudy will be back and he'll, he'll tell you to stay safe and be good and all that other shit. (laughs) And I'll just be like, what's your problem? So yeah, that's it. Bye. That was my, my door slamming. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 